I'm not doing anything. Just taking it day by day, enjoying the little things. Who knows what will happen, man. I love um, a couple days after football, bro. We take a big look at all the stupid shit everybody said on TV. And did, but mostly the said part. And some of the stuff people call stupid, I'm like, that's complete pure genius, dude. And the genius of the day... Or of the weekend, I think this weekend was Mark Sanchez, bro. Embracing the struggle. Oh, fuck. Fuck yeah. Like, everybody's been there. Oh, yeah. I'll, I mean, like, listen. Mark Sanchez is out there trying to make a name for himself. And anytime as a sports announcer, broadcaster, or whatever, if you're saying or the little thing that you might come up with, like, catches hold... And guess what? Gets sh shared like what twenty million times in a matter of a few days. Then guess what's going to happen? You're going to find a job someplace. So it's genius that he went back to the drawing board and found an original saying, found something that he could put his stamp of approval on, and he did. Man, this is a baller thing. Do we got it up? Yeah, man. So I'm just going to read it to you, man. He says, all right, all right. he says, I mean, Shelton's clearing out defenders faster than a teenager clears his search history on the web browser. Holy smokes. What do you think, dude? It says it all, man. You I got mean, a grade for that? The dude was... Yeah, that's that's not only clever. I mean, he used it properly. It wasn't forced. Uh, it wasn't one of those situations where he just, like, ran in the ass end of somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was a legit opportunity. I mean, Shelton's clearing out defenders faster than a teenager clears his search history on his web browser. Holy I mean, smokes. That was it so fast, bro. doesn't get better than that, bro. bro. That was get so better fast. Than that. He, it was like, was it scripted, bro? Like, he was he was waiting for that play. Listen, because we've all, if you've done a podcast or you've done a show, right, you might have a few sayings that you have written down, right, that you want to try to use, but there's a forced and then there's this like naturally, right? Right. Like this was natural. It came out naturally. He probably had it written down or in his head someplace that he was going to use when the proper moment came. And it was. It wasn't forced. So, he, so of course, he's like a, a rapper situation. who walks around thinking of rhymes, right? And like adding them to his, his notebook. And then when the moment comes, people are like, how did he do that? It's genius. Well, he's been working on it, you know, 23 hours a day. And now you show up for that last hour and you're like, genius, genius. He just thought of it. Like, yeah, I mean, he is a genius. He found the right, right Mark settings Sanchez for it. Is a fucking genius for that. But like, yeah. it, the key is you got to keep that in your pocket until the right moment, right? Like you got that perfect like saying and you bust <laughs> it out early and it doesn't apply. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. But... And and here's the other thing. 
Like, the only way I would lose respect for him on the saying if I found out his wife came up with it. But even then, like, you got even. But you're right. Even then, I wouldn't, like, lose complete respect because it shows that, like, he's a baller in that aspect. I I don't know. This is a perfect. This is a perfect. I mean, Shelton's clearing out defenders faster than a teenager clears his search history on his web browser. Now, how many smokes. times have, have we been there? Let's just guess. Dude, how, could you have kept a straight face if you're in the broadcast next to him? Could you have kept a straight face when he said that? No, but like, let's think about it, dude. Would you say you've had to clear your search history dozens of times or hundreds of times? Who, me? Yeah, just personally. <laughs> Bro, come on, man. I'd say for me, it would be hundreds of times. Like, I would say, like, I, I mean, like, since dude, what? Since we've been eighteen, like sixteen, okay. or started looking at porn or whatever. Like, okay, very, very on, young. Like, I remember the very first thing I did on a computer, <laughs> like when I was looking at porn, like it was I searched naked girls. I was probably like fourteen. Oh man, see, you're at least clever 14. about it. I just searched or play girl, playboy. Dude, you're the one who did it. Okay, see, I remember one time we got all got in trouble. <laughs> we were all busted because somebody had put playboy into that computer. Oh, man, that was a cool computer. That was a, a like a little compact. Remember that one? You know exactly what I'm talking yep. about. I went through and I, I changed do. all the sound files. So when you clicked on a button, it, the, like a Star Wars sound effect would happen. So everything that happened, the audio effects were changed into like a lightsaber or, a, um, so cool. you know, whatever, like those shooting guns and stuff. Like, And mm -hmm. our parents gave away the computer. And I always thought like about who got that computer and who was playing around with it and like, because I spent hours changing out the audio files on that thing, so it was cool. Like, lucky oh, yeah, kids. Dude. Anybody out there who had a, a computer that was completely loaded with Star Wars audio effects, I got with it from... a bunch from, of old porn shit on there. Yeah, dude, here's the thing. Um, porn. Porn back then. Porn in the, like, I would say in the late 90s was quite different than it is now, right? So. Oh, yeah. Way I mean, harder it, to accept. Yeah, I actually had to download it. Yeah. <laughs> like... Fuck that noise, dude. But Mark Sanchez knows the current struggle. This is not about downloading porn. This is about this clearing is not your about search porn, history. guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> How do we about... turn this into porn again? <laughs> it's about porn, dude. What else? <coughs> okay, what else is a teenager clearing his search history on? Uh... Alright. This is about porn. <laughs> okay, speaking of dicks, okay... Um, you gotta tell me if you give a fuck, alright? Um, Prince Harry was not allowed to wear his yeah. grandmother's initials on his uniform. Do you give a fuck? Um, I right. mean, it's his grandma, and he just, he's got fucked in the ass about it with it, so, like, I mean, he is sort of an American now, isn't he? I don't know how that works, bro. And I'm not really worried about what? it. Anybody that gives the middle finger to the throne, I'm cool with. So I'm like kind of on his side about everything. And anytime that he, there is a real or perceived slight, I'm going to be like, hey, you guys are fucking with Harry. But whatever, dude. I mean. I like Harry. Harry's cool, man. Harry's cool. He's the party one, dude. He's the one that I would be He's... like hanging out with Come in on. Vegas or something. I mean, if, if, yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he. Ditched it everything for a chance to be able to stay married to the woman he is. That's pretty fucking baller. 
All right, man, and we are way off the rails, but that's that's important that we, <laughs> that we follow Welcome our to heart. The show, guys. Just like Prince Harry, we follow our heart wherever it takes us, especially if we're following Megan around. You got to go with it. Man, speaking go. of following our hearts, man, do you see this Aaron Rodgers uh, getting people to do this shit, bro? Bro, I don't know. I don't know exactly. Let's click on it because it's a I don't good know video. exactly what he's um he's if he's responsible for this. It seems like by the end of the touchdown celebration, bro, he is actually like kind of surprised. Maybe like a little bit like. But look, they're they're all taking some drugs, bro. They're all taking ayahuasca. One, yeah. Oh, take yours. Take I, yours. I, take yours. You take think yours. it's ayahuasca? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then here's it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> brewing it. Yeah, and look, that's the thing. Aaron Rodgers knows nothing about it. So he throws his touchdown pass to Alan Lazard. Lazard has this pre-planned touchdown pass. They're all like, give it to me. Give me, give me some. Give me some. And they're all getting their cups. And then Aaron Rodgers shows up. Oh, he did it too. He looked up in the sky. I thought he didn't get it. But if you look at yeah, it, yeah, yeah. he takes a little and then he looks. So Aaron Rodgers is getting high with everybody else out on the field. Do you think the NFL he, should deal bro- with this, bro? <laughs> this is not no. flaggable. <laughs> Okay. He, all right. First of all, this is this is original. Like the fact that, like, this guy thought of this. First of all, right, got everybody to go along with it. One. Okay. Because like, three, four, I mean, think about well, this. Give, I mean, he's me handing cup. out drugs to all of his teammates right now, and they're all laughing and giggling. Come on. It's the problem. Right? With, Do you when think he's telling a NFL, story? Maybe. When the NFL doesn't. Do you think he's telling a story? It's got to. Crack down the first sign of illicit drug use, dude. Gateway. Gateway no, drugs. I'm telling you. He, listen, he's telling a story. He's just telling a story about what their offseason was like last year. You, oh, you really? You think you think he got the <laughs> whole offense? <laughs> he's like, I brought something back for you guys. Oh, my God. And Aaron Rodgers, the way he does it, he's all like, he puts his hands out and he starts going like this while he's looking up. I'm thinking, bro. Uh, I'm thinking that's like that's his official ayahuasca face. That's kind of, it's kind of like an orgasm face for Aaron. But do you think um you think that's how he like tried to avoid getting his COVID shot was taking ayahuasca? Well, when he said uh, I'm inoculated, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. So what's this up with? Uh, first of all. Bro, yeah, dude, Amani Bates, man. I I want to throw this out here. I watched him play in high school, a game. He was he looked outstanding. And when I found out he was going to Memphis, I was like, oh, this is gonna be really good for him. And then nothing, right? And then the the news has comes out that he was arrested in Central Michigan, two miles from the campus, with a gun in his back seat. Man, that's not good for him, bro. Yeah, I'm I'm bummed out about it. It's gonna be something he has to overcome. He's definitely an NBA level talent, but his time in Memphis was really shitty, bro. I I don't really know how else to like define it. I feel like that was a bad move, like for him. But uh, I don't look. I don't know Penny Hardaway personally, but I I coached a guy who played on his AAU team before he became the coach at Memphis. So I know people who know him and. I questioned whether or not he was the right guy for Memphis. I understood why they went for him, but I didn't really see the the like the coaching chops, or at least hmm. I would say like the track record, right? Like before he took over at Memphis, wasn't he mostly an AAU coach? 
Like, and I get like, if you're Memphis, you're like, oh, this guy played in the NBA. He's got connections. He's going to be a good, be a good recruiter. We're going to be able to maybe get back to that Derrick Rose level. But then you see a player like Amani Bates, who becomes like this giant warning story for players, and it's connected to Memphis. And yeah, I mean, look, Memphis is a shitty place. Like, just as far as places go, like, you like. There's a lot of fucking guns and a lot of violence, and it's it's just a bullshit place. If you get stuck there, is it a surprise that he leaves? You know, with some bad habits, riding around with a gun in his car. Like, I'm not surprised, dude. If I lived in Memphis, I'd want to have a fucking gun in my car. But I know he wasn't in Memphis; he was in Michigan. But I I, I think it has something to do with it. And mm. in the end, my whole point is I'm blaming Penny Hardaway. I'm just saying is bad habits are bad habits, you know, like sometimes bad habits are hard to walk away from. And we've seen this happen a lot with with players, NBA players, even Uh, we know players taking guns into locker rooms and essentially causing an entire franchise to change your name because of it. You know, like there's certain opportunities and certain things that happen, you know, that alter the course. And I think that this young man, if he has another chance to play college hoops, I think he'll be all right. Um, mistake is a mistake. And I hope he looks at this as a mistake. And I hope there was no ill intent or anything else like that involved with having a weapon in your in your vehicle. Right, um, but, but, bro, like, they will forgive players who play at a super high level for making this mistake, right? Sure. But is it enough to make it so nobody gives him a chance? Well, I mean, I'm sure a small Division three school or something like that will give him a chance. He might have to go to junior college. Wasn't for he the number one player in the class like a couple of years well, ago? Well, but that's my point is that, like, that's if if this turns out to be a felony charge, right? Yeah, I mean, his dude, choices think, are going to be very slim. Think about like Randy Moss. He went D two after he got in trouble. Uh, him and White Chocolate ended up or D three the same school i think it was d2 but you might be right you know nai level d2 whatever it doesn't matter like like it's all kind of like second chance you were a division one athlete and you got to go and you got to prove yourself you baby right and you got to find a way to avoid getting in trouble i mean dude he would be he'd be an amazing player at you know at a level like that and i think he'd probably get another chance if he stayed out of trouble but dude Ah uh, man, That's every few thing. years there are like a, there are guys like this where it's just this huge warning like sign, a story like where it's like, do you remember Imani Bates? And I didn't, oh my god, I didn't see this coming, dude. It was just like, but now it's like a slow train wreck, and we're wondering, is this the end or is this the beginning of the end? You're right. I mean, that's what it ultimately comes down. Every every man, every woman has an opportunity to make choices in their lives, and everybody always has a scare always has something they can go back to and say this changed my life to be become a better person and i hope bates does that uh to me he is one of those nba talents that if he can get shit together and now play four years out of college or three years out of college whatever he'll get um and prove that he can do this without getting in any more trouble he could become a second round pick at an nba team decides to go for but at this point there's not a fucking team that's going to touch him with a 10-foot pole and that's what it's going to have to take. It's going to have to take desire. It's going to have to take I, you know, commitment to staying in one program. And that is something that Bates is going to have to make that decision on. And I, I hope he does make that decision. I hope the people that he has surrounded himself with uh, are going to help 
make the best decisions and making sure that he stays away from issues and the trouble that he's gotten into. I mean, that's what I want. I don't like to see young athletes make these mistakes. Uh, but, you know, just like with everything, people make mistakes. And I hope that at that point is a turning point in his life. Because if it is, we'll see him play in the NBA one day. And if it's not, then we'll hear the story that when he gets arrested for, you know, five, ten years on assault or whatever. And that's not what we want to see for this young man. Yeah, it feels like it would be one of those too, though. And in the end, like a, a guy who has clear NBA talent, you know, top of his um, his what, draft class or, you know, it wasn't really draft class, but college class. But it was, I mean, if he was a couple years earlier, I mean, a couple years later, he'd be going straight to the NBA. Like 2024 looks like they're going to open that up. He would have skipped college and he would be in a completely different situation right now. So... Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, you know, and like you're talking about, man, some people, sometimes people just make mistakes and you got to find somebody that's going to give you another chance so you can prove your talent. And that's one it. of these guys, bro, that, that recently has made a big mistake, although he's not necessarily um, a sports guy, although I'm pretty sure he's athletic. Um, Eric Adame, he's a two-time Emmy, uh, I'm sorry, Emmy nominee. Um, for he's a weatherman in New York and um, I just wanted to like first of all say you know we want to have Eric on the show um, so we got to make sure we we lead out with that like um, first of all we're, we're really sex positive too and um, Eric got in trouble for being a little bit too sex positive and we don't think there's such a thing as being too sex positive like um, just be positive about sex that's the rule right and so Eric, New York weatherman, was doing like online videos, right? And just, you know, sharing some good acting, naked acting. But anyway, he got he got canned from his job on TV because he was being naked, bro. And I don't think anybody should get fired for being naked. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I think the show would be 10 times better for naked if we weren't brothers. But... The point is, is that like, you know, when push comes to shove, I look at everything and I say, you know, this dude has big, big balls. I mean, you're a weatherman. And I haven't even seen the videos to... yet, but I'm pretty sure you're right about that. So, like, listen, he's got big things coming for him. <laughs> so I think it's one of those things where, uh, you know, like sometimes you recognize that you're in a a job that's okay and you can be in a much better job and letting your freak flag fly a little bit is the best way of doing it, man. So here's a little quote. Despite being a public figure and being on television in the biggest market in the country in front of millions of people five days a week for more than a decade and a half, I secretly appeared on adult cam website. On this site, I acted out my compulsive behavior while at home by performing on camera for other men. It was 100% consensual on both of our parts. I wasn't paid for this, and it was absur um, abs uh, absurd of me to think I could keep this private. Nonetheless, my employer found out, and I was suspended and then terminated. That's bullshit, man. Whatever you do in front of your webcam, unless you're like on a work meeting right then okay if you show up naked to that you're probably gonna get fired right but if you can all wank it in front of other guys that want to watch you wank it and they showed up to watch you wank it it wasn't like you like corner them and be like hey you want to watch me wank it 
Like, you're like, <laughs> like, that's why they showed up. How can you be fired for that? That's what I want to know. Like, so what these on TV? Yo, here's what I found out. The person who sent them pictures, bro, sent yeah. it to his employers, sent it to his mother. They sent it to his, his mom. Mother. Yeah, dude. It's like so bullshit. And, and then they fire him. Bro, like I'm on Eric's side. I, I, I want him to show up with his clothes on, but I want him on this show because we need more people who are sex positive like Eric in this world. Hell yeah. I agree. And, and maybe, maybe there's a silver lining here um, someplace. But, you know, I look at this like the moment was his and the aspect of what you do with your sexual life is your sexual life. And for whatever reason... Let's just say his boss found him on online, you know, and his boss showed up to a chat site with him and was like, oh, right. shit, yeah. you know, like, let me take pictures of this, you know, right. and then I'll send it to everybody so he gets fired. Or it was a jealous coworker, or, you know, like, we don't know the situation. And that's why I don't like it. I, I feel like I feel like he was thrown under the bus. And I hope he sues the living fuck out of this place. Because, like, again, unless he has signed a, you know, something that he won't do weird sexual shit online like i don't know man i would never sign that if i was I right, dude man don't sign that paper <laughs> dude man have you, you seen... imagine being on tv for in front of a million and a half people for like almost 20 years and have and like secretly be doing webcams like that like you'd have to know at some point at some point it's gonna come out but anyway i mean he'll have a second career real fast bro dude we had a couple of things going on in the nfl where people were hitting people and throwing people uh throwing things in the stands yeah yeah. one of them the browns owner got a bottle thrown at him it hit him oh my god and he acted like he was hit with a bullet right and down but whatever i'm sure they found the person who threw it or at least somebody who was near him and suspended him and permanently banned him and that made the owner pretty happy the other one bro was we got Murray from the Cardinals, yep. right, celebrating the win. I'm not sure who he's celebrating with. Personally, I'm looking at it, I'm thinking it's Lou Dort. But either way, it's a friend of his down at the end zone, um, and he's celebrating, gives him a hug, turns, gives somebody else a hug, and then a fan smacks him in the face. All right, which one was more offensive, bro, the bottle or the smack? Dude, a bottle. All right. First of all, if I were to take a water bottle and try to throw it, or even a bottle and try to throw it, you know, 20 feet, yeah, like nine out of 10 times, I'm not hitting my target. It's right? going to carry different, you know, each time. Yeah. You know, in the stadium, there's going to be wind. There's going to be all this other shit, right? Whereas a slap to the face and, you know, that's, that's a complete, like, that's, to me, is way worse. I mean, way worse. Like, he physically, in my, my opinion, insulted murray and he could be like i was just partying being like yeah high five you know and whatever it doesn't matter he got hit murray got hit you know all right so here's the owner of the browns haslam walking mm-hmm. off right as soon as the touchdown happens and then boom he gets hit with something here we go one more look here comes the bottle wham hey who threw that all right there you go bro so explain to me should there be legal so they fire him. Like, what happens to this guy who threw that? Whoever threw the bottle is also going to be banned from ever going to another game. He might even be fined. 
but ultimately the owner will be showing that he's a nice guy and just being like the fans are passionate and he's going to let this guy go. Right. Right. But Murray getting slapped on the face, bro. That's there's no way this guy is going to get away with that. So whose side are you on, bro? (laughs) This isn't about taking sides. Apparently. I, there's no side. I'm just I'm just saying, like, to me, I look at this as <clears throat> Murray gets hit in the face. Right. Right? By a hand. Somebody throws a bottle at an owner or throws a bottle, period, on the field, doesn't matter, and hits the owner. Unless the guy's, like, two feet away and throws the bottle, it's not a guarantee hit. Yeah, I was trying to pull up the Murray face hit, but I, I can't pull it up. It's... It's so fast it happens, dude. It's kind of like you can't really tell because the guy comes over top of somebody. He's wearing a gray shirt, right? And no matter how many times you watch it, the only way to really see who does it is to, like, freeze frame it. Um, But anyway, I can't can't pull that up right now. But, um, yeah, I mean, he could have broke a nose, dude. Let's face it. Like, when you swing down that hard, you never know exactly what's going to happen. All right, dude. Dude, So talk about about Dort and Murray, though. Like, obviously, both – played in Oklahoma the same year um, one at the University of Oklahoma the other one um, for the Thunder so you know that they're past cross so it doesn't surprise me that you know Dort would be at the game you know no nope, not at all it doesn't surprise me either and I, also Dort went to Arizona State University there you go so you know there's the Arizona connection if you want even um, cooler Murray runs to Dort in the stands I mean like to me that's cool you know, like the friendship there is is pretty awesome if that's the case. Yeah, or whoever it was. I mean, whoever you can't it was. really tell so fast, but that's what I'm going with, man. It's Lou Dort and Murray being super super tight. All right, dude, tell me about Chad Powers, dude. Yeah, dude, I love it, dude. Did you see? Uh, obviously, Franklin was the uh, coach of the Penn State, and he was on board with it beforehand, right? But his assistant coaches had no idea, and then they kind of like shrug it off, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, they know, they they knew beforehand type thing." But no, like one of the assistant coaches was all into the whole thing, being like, "Hey, we need to sign this power guy, powers guy right now." I think that was the the, the head coach's son, bro. I think that was the head coach's son. Oh, bro! If that's the case, <laughs> the head coach didn't even tell his son, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's good. For sure, bro, dude, and. I'm always surprised, like, how many people are willing to bite on that shit, dude. Like, he said he was 26, but he looked like he was, like, 56. And it was, like, homeschool kid from Pennsylvania. Like, I know, dude. Like, all the time you have people who didn't use up their eligibility, and they're kind of in their mid-30s. Like, You should have said he was, like, 30 or 40. Is there? I'd be surprised, dude. Like... I think there's an age limit. Yeah, like I think that as long as you got eligibility, bro, like you can go out there and play. So I know I just didn't look right. Anyway, I love a couple of his quotes. He's like, "You don't want to pull your hammy running the forty. Still got to throw the ball." (laughs) Like that's that's always been Eli's. I don't know. (laughs) That's the case. Come back. Don't get hurt. Let's go to college. Trying running. (laughs) And the other thing he said, um, my mom was my coach and my teacher. She wasn't very smart, but she could really throw the ball. (laughs) Ah, dude, that's some good shit. You know, um, 
All right, dude. So let's talk a little bit about Mike Evans, bro. Like he um gets suspended for this Good bullshit. Shit. We talked about it before. There's a, you know, that play where he was defending Tom Brady. Can you? I personally, I can't believe that they're that they're suspending him, dude. Like, uh, no matter how many times I look at this, I'm like, how is that a suspension? That I mean. I get why somebody might say like, okay, he's out, um, he's out for like that game, like why you would kick him out for that game in particular, but going as far as suspending someone for this, like, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it's a constantly moving goalpost. Like we never know exactly what is going to be a suspendable offense or what's going to be, you know, ejection or whatnot. And I don't know if I were Mike Evans, I'd be fucking pissed, dude. It's really pretty incredible that. At some point, you really don't have any clue whether or not your actions are going to get you in trouble or not, or how much trouble, for how long. Um, I don't know, man. Definitely one of those things where you look back and you wonder what the long-term like ramifications of something like this are going to be like. Is this going to be like a one-time thing? The NFL says, all right, that's a suspension. Or is this going to be like what they start going on? That's the basics. Because... I mean, it's going to make people think twice about standing up for their quarterback if that's where they go with it. But I definitely, I feel like overall, when you talk about like what the suspension Mike Evans got from Brady, it's like that's basically to me what you'd expect from a teammate. So now you're going to suspend him from it? That doesn't make sense. I I don't know if you brought this up or addressed it, but I hope Tom Brady pays for his suspension. Because I feel like, but dude, I mean, a whole game. I I feel like Tom Brady should step up and pay his his suspension, pay the uh, fine, give Mike Evans his his money. Because anytime you incite a riot, you know, and that's what Tom Brady did. And I and I understand this guy, whatever, said something to Tom Brady. But when Tom Brady turns around and starts going at somebody. Everybody on the team's going to turn around and protect him. It doesn't matter who it is. Uh, you got to expect it. That's the baseline. Hundred percent, right? man. That's what he's your quarterback. Yeah, I agree, man. I I just I wonder, you know, what's gonna what that will look like. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, will he be paying his fine? Will he say something in public? Will he challenge the NFL? Because he's got as much political capital, political sway as anybody. So, I mean, to me, I don't see a punishable offense. No, I just see a skirmish. Like, I mean, that's what I see. And he was he was ejected from the like, game already. Uh, right. That was and yeah. that was enough. Like, I mean, that could have really affected the outcome of the game. To add a game to it, I don't know. And like when he didn't initiate things, when he was just stepping in between people, whatever. That's some. That's something that we just gotta like kind of keep an eye on because you want to see better than that from the NFL. Absolutely. Right. Like that's like, if you're going to get suspended, you should do something that like actually put somebody at risk. Right. Like that's my theory. I, again, I, I've wondered for a while how much the commissioner likes Tom Brady. (laughs) Um, (laughs) we'll just leave that there guys. (laughs) Dude, so tell me, tell me about that Yankees game, dude. 
first of all, we see them drop the first two in Milwaukee, bro. And that rough, dude. Come back and get the win, which was really crazy in that third game. And then this Pirates game, once again, really, really shitty start. But we got it going, bro. We got and, – and in between all of that, dude, we get to see 58, 59, and 60 by Judge. And then Stanton, man, walk off, grand slam, end the game. I mean, what, what else do you want, dude? This is This is all the drama you could ever ask for. And we're still in September. Yeah, it's just to me this is this is where you've got to put things together. And that's as simple as that. You know, like you gotta prove that you want it more than anybody else. And what we saw last night was in the ninth inning with no outs, Aaron Judge hits a one shot dinger, you know? He got the score to the point where we could at least now at that point come back. And yeah, it took a grand slam to do so, but I, I look at this moment and I see it. I see it really clearly that this team wants it. This team wants it really, really bad. So, again, I, I look at each individual uh, person last night not getting started right, but ending the game the way we needed to end it. Stanton's monster, monster Grand Slam was truly spectacular. The team is, is going to you know get around him and, and, and really show support here. Uh, this, is, this is exactly what you want. And I get excited about it because this is – our opportunity to play for Aaron judge to prove to him that he should stay here, you know, because if we go out yeah. there and we have a piss poor postseason and a piss poor end of the year, it's going to be really mm -hmm. hard to get Aaron judge to stay. And I think that's what we're trying to do right now is prove, Hey, we've got a team. Let's go ahead and work something out here. You know? And I know there's a lot of background noises that we're hearing uh, from over, over in this Met side about Aaron judge and, and Conan Cohen, whatever, paying big bucks to get him we're hearing rumors of possibly even 50 or 60 million a year uh yeah like i saw something like four years 200 yeah man million? four years 200 million is, is is rumors now it's people talking but listen this is this is going out there so that people will be like oh hey you guys hear about this aaron judge shit because if aaron judge gets wind of it which no doubt he has now guess what's going to happen he has a starting point and if a team is willing to pay four years, $200 million, and then at the age of 30, whatever, he has another opportunity to sign another contract like that. And he can play for eight years, almost $400 million. Bro, that's, that's, that, that's Crazy what we're talking numbers, about. Yeah. And he has that opportunity, then he needs to go get it because like how many opportunities is a guy going to get to make $200 million in four years? in the game of baseball dude he bet on himself he hit, hit the, the jack and jackpot and listen if he goes and he gets to 65 66 you know and then he goes off in the playoffs okay, so and he goes off in the playoffs and wins a championship then all of a sudden aaron judge i mean we could be talking about an insane deal that the yankees are going to have to match from the mets like a 60 million dollar deal Bro, and we've never seen anything like it because, I mean, this guy is peaking at a high level for the first time ever, and he's fucking clean, and he's not he's not steroid injected or anything else like that, and he's in the prime, and if he stays healthy, this is what a team is going to get every year from him. 
All right, dude. So I'm going to put you on the spot. I remember when we were kids and we were hanging out and we were watching Maguire and Sosa, you know, going after it. I remember probably about this point in the season, you looked at the games left. I think Maguire was probably around 62 at this point. Uh, I'm just guessing, dude. Somebody should look this shit up and kind of see where it judges compared to Maguire. But I remember you calling it, bro, and you were like, he could get to 70. And I laughed. Well, everybody because... laughed because it was an unheard of number. Right. And he did. But, and, and that's the thing. It's all about getting hot. And, and like, right. could Judge do that? Could Judge hit 10 home runs in the last 16 or whatever games? I think there's, yeah, 15 or 16. Yeah. You're right. Hell yeah, he could. And we could be talking about a true record here. Not a asterisk, you know. Yeah. steroid record but then barry bonds i think barry bonds is well 72. yeah I, I know i'm just saying but 70 would be known as the number from this point on if he got to 70 it would be all about 70 do i think he could do it yes does that hey, listen if he does it it means the yankees get super fucking hot and we start winning and they don't want to take anything away and we want to push that into the playoffs right that's the only yeah. reason that he gets to 70 yeah i saw them say before the game last time that our magic number was 11 so after the win i'm guessing it's obviously 10 but obviously if other teams lose and things like that i'll move up a little bit faster so like i'm not paying attention to the magic number too closely yet you know because like yeah we can control our own destiny at this point but um are we gonna really win 10 of the last 15 games like that would be fucking sick that would be like what you're talking about, like us just grabbing the bull by the horns, getting hot at the right time, and going into the playoffs the hottest team in baseball. That's that's what you want. Like, who really gives a fuck how the regular season goes as long as you're hot going into the playoffs? Yeah, and and I think that's what we need to consistently look about at this team and recognize. You know, Rizzo's getting back. Donaldson hopefully could get back beforehand. Uh, you know, we just got Aroldis Chapman back, so all the pieces are starting to come together for this team to make that push before the playoffs. So again, judge gets hot. Uh, who knows where he ends up, but I do know that I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets, you know, to 61 or 62, whatever it is next game. So, yeah, I mean, that would be kind of like pressure off, even though we still want more. Right. Those are the numbers that judge everybody's going to be. deal with pressure like the normal person does. And I think that's what's so impressive about him is that, like, you know, we saw it when he, his rookie year, you know, he hit the 50-plus home runs, 52, I think it was. And, you know, like, every single time, everybody like, oh, pressure to get to 50, you know, break the rookie record. And mm -hmm. he just got up and he bat you know, battled every single day. And I think that's the thing. It's consistency with judge that we see. And yeah, it could be this week. It could be. It could be tomorrow. It could be next week that he gets that record. But I, I mean, you know, to me, it's all about the wins at this moment. You could even ask Judge, would you rather get yeah. to sixty-two, or stay at or sixty-three or whatever sixty-two, and or stay at the number that you're at right now, and and hang tight for the rest of the season. But you guys win the championship. Obviously, he's gonna pick. It's all about the team. You know, he doesn't give a shit about the record right now. You know, like. Right. He wants his team to do well. He wants his team to start playing well. And that's what he cares about. And so, 
you know, yes, him hitting the, the home run last night was big, but being able to celebrate it and celebrate Stanton's home run felt way better than him, him hitting a home run in the ninth inning and still getting beat by six or five, whatever. Right. Yeah, I mean, and if you talk about your favorite Yankees teams in history, the ones that really capture your imagination, it's always teams that never give up. When it seems like they're out, like they begin rallies, and as long as you got an out, you got a hope, mm-hmm. right? And that's what it felt like last night. Like, there is no reason we win that game other than these guys' belief in themselves. And when you have that and the whole world is talking about how you're done – but you still believe in each other, that's when you get a result like we saw last night. Yeah, and then you start getting fans back in the stands consistently and start believing in you again. And I think that's the most... You get a, you get a rally you, caps going, like, bro. You get the energy. That's what's so great about September baseball in Yankee Stadium is when the Yankees are yeah. doing well, you start getting this, like, you know, it's the quiet buzzing going back. You know, is this is this the yeah. next one? Is this the next one? Is this the next one? And then it just starts getting louder and louder. And then by the end... Like the buzzing in the stadium, the constant buzzing is just these voices constantly talking about the Yankees, 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 you know, and it's constant. I, I'm telling you guys, if yeah. you've never had an opportunity to go watch Yankees baseball in Yankee Stadium when the noise is going because it's September and they think that this is the year they're going to win, it's so worth it. I mean, it really, really is. I, we've been to, um, you know, uh, Mark, Brian, Adam and our brother John, we all went to a Boston uh, Red Sox game against the Yankees in 2004. Uh, and there was that same buzz in Boston that was going on. Is this going to be the year that we break the curse? Is this going to be the year? Is this going to be the year? And man, it's something that's beautiful. I I, I wish that I could go back and, and go to more games in September. Um, but I know they have a, a long life to live. So hopefully I can get back to some se- September baseball. Bro, that was a crazy game. Let's let's go down memory lane real quick. 2004, we're at Fenway. Um, it's also the time when the Democratic National Convention is yep. going to be there, or there it is happening. Um, and John Kerry came out to throw out the first pitch. The, we didn't know that any of this shit was happening when we booked our trip, right? So Massachusetts Senator gets booed like crazy. Now, I've gone back and watched the replay. There was some cheering going on when you listen to the TV version, but nowhere around no, me was cheering. Was I'll tell you that definitely. right now. We get there for batting practice, bro. And like Gary Sheffield is out there and um, different things like that. But um, I'm out there trying to, you know, catch a home run ball or two. And um, Mariano Rivera's out there, you know, catching fly balls. And he sees me with a Yankees hat surrounded by Red Sox fans, bro. And he walks up to me and he throws me a ball, bro. Mariano Rivera threw me a fucking ball at Fenway, dude. And I was, like, literally surrounded by Red Sox fans, and he put it right in my hand. And I don't don't know how, like, obviously he's he's the greatest. So, of course, he has accuracy. But, like, I don't know how I caught it. Let's put it that way. Because I'm not great at catching shit. But he put it there, dude. And I didn't drop it because – and yeah, if I had one of those other guys, would have got it, dude. So I've always, I've always looked at that as like one of the really special memories, like getting to that game and so many things happening, and then getting a souvenir. And uh, Gary Sheffield hit a home run in that game, but Yankees got killed. Remember this? Uh, yeah, I'm sure you stood up like I did, but I stood up and started cheering. Dude. 
for Gary Sheffield's home run that he just hit. And uh, I got beer thrown at me. I got uh, hats. I got Boston hats thrown at me. I mean, I got all this shit thrown at me. And I, I look to my left and to my right, and there's security guards standing next to me, like staring back at the people. <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh, I guess that's a good thing they're here to protect me. Because <laughs> yeah. it got crazy. I, for a I didn't get too much shit, dude. I But I, I wore my Yankees hat the whole game, and... Like I've met people that were like, like, oh wow, you! I can't believe you actually wore that. That was dangerous. I'm if like, we had one, it would have been even more dangerous. I, I mean, here's the thing. One time when I was living in Puerto Rico, bro, I um I went down this um, uh, this waterfall yeah. slide. That I mean, it's it's a waterfall more than a slide, and there were like rocks, and like I smacked my face on a rock, and so of course like yeah. I had blood everywhere, but like. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything. Like that one time when I we went to the um, the Wendy's with my, yeah. my um, shirt soaked in blood because we had been boxing. Like I don't mind a few battle scars anyway. So I had blood all over my face and open cut. And so we just like we go to McDonald's, bro. We're just like, all right, let's go. We never go to McDonald's, but we'll we'll go get some ice cream cones or whatever, dude. Kids wanted it, so we do that. And like this guy's like man your face it's all fucked up man and i'm like yeah yeah he's like you know there's a hospital they'll stitch that shit up for you for free get a, should get over there i'm like i'm good man i appreciate it though he's like dude it's your face man i'm like i'm good bro i appreciate it though and i was always grateful to him for giving me that story because i i mean obviously you got a scar you need a story with it but that's kind of how i feel like if somebody had punched me in the face at Fenway, dude, I would have loved it. I would have walked around with blood all over my face and just been proud of it. Been like, dude, I mean, I, I kind of wish I had got punched in the face just so I had that story, but nobody punched me in the face. So unfortunately I, I don't have a story. I, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if I have a story for me hitting my face on the rock or not, but the reality is, is that when we all look at every single season, of this Yankees 2004 was one of the most miserable seasons as, as a Yankee fan. Um, period. Uh, yeah, it, it stung pretty fucking bad, but, and, and I think, I think the, the worst thing about it all was that like the curse started with us. Yeah. And then it ended with us because they went eight games in a row to win the championship. And I think that's the thing that's, kind of sucked the life out of everything at that moment of our lives but you know we still were able to bounce back a few years later and win another one so i guess it all worked out yeah but let's just admit it dude that that really fucked us up dude and we're ready to get back on track and i feel like i'm feeling some good vibes right now dude i'm feeling some good vibes and definitely looking forward to you know getting Number sixty-two out of the way for Judge. That way we can move to the next, the next thing, which is really, man, just like figuring out a way to get everybody a little bit of rest right before the playoffs. So we'll see how the fuck that works out, bro. Hopefully that happens, but who knows? We may not get that going into it, but we'll see, bro. Um, let me ask yeah. you, bro, as we take a look at everything that's going on around, bro. You got any thunder thoughts right now? What's up with the thunder? Man, I just think it's in that holding stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, still trying to figure out who's going to be on the team. 
trying to figure out what injuries are going to inhibit certain players from playing. Um, you know, I, I think that's what we're sitting at looking at. Uh, man, it sucks. I hate this part of the season. You know, I, I really, really do. Yeah, but, dude, it's like it's kind of like kids hating taking yeah. naps, right? Like, in the end, you, you got to have a rest, right? You do, and I understand that. And I, as things are going on, I think it's going to kind of be more interesting for what this team ends up doing because – uh, I keep on seeing every single time I see any news about anything, I see Oklahoma City Thunder as being one of the teams that everybody thinks is going to tank this year. Like, hardcore. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, huh. Like, maybe we're just misunderstanding this somehow. Like, maybe we're misunderstanding what the fuck's going on. But I don't know, man. I don't feel like, I, I don't feel like we are. I feel like this is the year for you know, Shay to step up and show what he can do. And I think that means 30 plus wins period. And that takes us out of the top five pick. Yeah. I mean, traditionally. Yeah. But you never know. I mean, I think the year that we got KD, I think we had 30 wins, right? Like something like that. It like sometimes that entry to that top five is a little bit higher, but I don't really know, man. I think like some teams are going to be really aiming for that bottom pick or the the top pick, but um, you know, for for me, I look at it and I look at the roster, right? I'm like, you're looking at Shea and Giddy, and you're saying, are they going to take a step backwards? Like, I can't imagine that. Like, Shea looks much better. Giddy is going to just benefit from, you know, all that True. experience he had. We, we're used to in the NBA seeing a sophomore slump, so. I'm not saying that won't happen, but I'm not anticipating it with him. I feel like he's going to pick up where he left off. And when you have your two guards with as Giddy and Shea, like, I can't help but think that this team is automatically in that one position better than half the league, right? Now, we've got to figure out how to get some support in the other spots, but um, these young guys that we've been bringing in, like, this is their opportunity. You look at Dort, you look at J-Dub, you look at um, even a guy like Mike Muscala, who's got a lot of basketball left to play, they're going to be coming out and they're going to be playing to win every game. Like Andrew Wiggins, I'm sorry, Aaron Wiggins, he continues to prove to me that if you're trying to win games, you're going to play Aaron Wiggins. Like he's got game and he only makes winning plays. And so you go down the roster, and I'm just like, man, like Kenny Hustle, what team would want Kenny Hustle if they were trying to lose? Like going down this list, like these are all winning players, and they're, they're the type of players you build winning teams around, even though it takes time to for young players to figure out how to win the, in the NBA. This is the – they have the key ingredients to be winners. Yeah, and, and I this goes back to what I, I truly believe about this team. You know, I, I look at this team, and I see this team – um, like you said, we're full of a bunch of winners. And when you build this team with a bunch of winners and you say to them, Hey guys, we are not going to really go for a winning this year. Right. It doesn't go well. I mean, even the fans, yeah. would you rather as a fan cheer for a team that everybody's going to think that we're tanking and we tank, or do would you rather cheer for a team that everybody is going to think they're going to tank and we come out and win 30-plus wins this year. And everybody would be like, whoa, that was unexpected. That's what I want to cheer Dude, for. That's what so I want to root for. And I know most of our listeners that are listening, 
wants to cheer for that because we can't handle this bullshit anymore, man. Like, it, and, yeah. and that's do, well, all I mean, due respect to our organization. That's not like me slapping him in the fist saying, fuck you guys for us losing. No, this is me saying we're done with this in, t- in between stage or tweener stage or a taint or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, that's where we're sick and tired of being in this spot. We want to be able to be. Yeah. If you look at what we did early in the season, yeah. bro, like we started out really well or better than yeah. expected, you know, and then right around the all-star break, you know, we lean into the whole player development side, which if we encounter injuries again, like I anticipate we'll do that again. But these guys, Giddy, Shea, Lou Dort, they need to be out there playing 70 to 80 games, you know, 100 percent, dude. 100%. These guys, uh, listen, they need to maximize their stats as long as they can. And this is their moment to do it. Look at, yes, not having Chet sucks right now. But if we look at this team as still putting three rookies on this team this year, right? And that's it. We got we got 11th and 12th pick this year, plus Jalen Williams. J-Will. Yeah. Plus J-Will. Like, that's what we've got to look at this year. Who we've talked about a lot. He was going to break Kyle Singler's, I'm not sorry, Shane Battier's all-time record for charges drawn if he had stuck around for yep. another year. Um, bro, like, he's got ma- massive, massive game. He is going to figure out how to be um, a difference maker on the defensive end and then turning it around. He'll figure out the and offensive that's, end. That's what we've got to look go, at. But, like, everything else. Like, we get to see Baisley play that, that four position for a little bit longer. We get to see this player, uh, you know, Kenny Hustle play more of that position, the four and three. We get to see these guys get more playing time out there. I want to see this. I, mm-hmm. I, I want to see if we can make things work for Baisley because here's the reality. When push comes to shove, if Baisley can figure out that five position, right, which is the most crucial position to be able to play at the power forward, is that switch from four to five. If we can have him play that position, man, he has a ton of value on this team, especially because he'll probably sign for a very team-friendly contract. So, to me, I'm looking at this and saying there's another building block that we could have as a positive because of what's happened with Chet. And I think we just got to keep going back to that and trying to recognize there's there's all these negative shit going down right now. All this negative shit going down right now. People are like, blah, 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 blah. We just got to look through the bullshit. We got to look through all that other stuff and say, okay, this is what the reality is. If this team stays intact, if this team has the exact same players play that are slotted to play right now without injury what can this team seriously do could this team go to 500 you know some people still think that this team has the ability to to pull off some crazy wins and i look at this as you know i'm looking at the top nba top 100 list man right and Mm -hmm. i'm seeing uh shea being mentioned at 66 and 65 other names are in front of him. And some of them are, are from the same draft class as him, you know, and some of them are yeah. the draft class after him. And the, some of them are the draft class after him after that. And this has got to, this has got to bug him, bro. This has really got to itch yeah. his ass a little bit too much because if I'm here and I'm looking at there and saying, you know, Pablo is only a couple behind me and all these yeah. rookies and all these second year, like, dude, I'm pissed. I'm right now, I'm not only pissed, I'm out there working my ass off even harder because 
66 is the number I would be putting above my locker. Motherfucking yeah. 66. 65 better players in the NBA. Listen, Shea belongs this in this list of the top 20. And I've said that for a long time. When he's healthy, he's a top 20 player in the NBA. And he just got shit well, on he's like gotta, that, man. You gotta I, get I, some wins, bro. That's the problem. You gotta get wins. Because, I mean, stats don't prove anything. You're right. You're right. It just it just bugged it bugs me, man. It's the disrespect in Oklahoma. Bugs all of us, bro. It is it is about Oklahoma. It is about that, but he'll get his time, dude. He will get his yeah. time. I'm and, sure. And I you know, there's a little bit more respect on the aspect of whatever the other um was it the players or was it the coaches that did the the rate ratings as well and he was ranked thirty third. Um so there is a little bit of respect out there, but But yeah, you know, he's gotta get in that yeah, top twenty. No doubt. It's hundred percent. He's got to get in there, and I don't know. I, I I look at this as the building block to this year because if we can make this happen without Chet, and then we add our piece, whatever that piece is for next year, plus Chet, yeah, you know, then yeah. we're we're even better. And and I know there's a lot of even more people out there saying that Chet should not be able to, or he should should not sit out one year. He should come back sooner and i listen i understand that and i can respect that that people are saying whenever there's an opportunity for a player to play he's got to do it but at this point of his career he's got to get healthy and if we can get healthy and he can get this foot healthy without having to do you know crazy shit like hey i want to make it back in four months it's going to be better for chet and i i this is why i consistently say is that when you're in an organization like the oklahoma city thunder who really side on the, the side of caution uh, it's probably inhibited our players, some of our starters like Shea, uh, to get injured. I mean, we, we've seen him have a minor injury here and there, but it's not something that's been a season-ending injury typically. Uh, was it two years ago, the uh, plantar fasciitis that, that cost him the season? But on a typical basis, if he had a reason to come back early, Shea would not have been done. So I, I keep on looking at this as like our you know, instinction and our protective instinction on these young men is truly spectacular so as an organization we just got to continue doing what we're doing all right bro what else you got on the thunder dude man i i i want to say is that the bench this year we've always said that we've had a a really really quality bench top five bench in the league um i want to say is our bench this year is going to look even better uh we obviously we believe in this team um a ton but adding Jay will uh as you will uh to that bench and uh throwing him there and allowing him to do what he's going to do um whether j-dub starts or not doesn't really matter if basely comes off the bench it doesn't matter like these guys are going to all learn to come off the bench eventually and i don't know i get excited about our bench because our bench is something special and the fact is is that you know signing kenny hustle to that contract this year solidifies his opportunity to really make it his bench and an expectation of this is how you act in Oklahoma City. Man, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about Kenny Hustle being here, um, being that leader off the bench that he is. So, man, I'm pumped. For sure, dude. We're pumped up. We definitely appreciate everybody you know, taking the time to join us, um, whether you're joining us on The Last Storm or the No Offense podcast the Yankee Death Star, it doesn't matter, man. You're all part of what we're doing here, which is having a blast, being sex positive. And really, dude, what I just want to say 
more than anything is how much we appreciate everybody who's just been along with this journey with us. I can't guarantee what's going to happen next, but I promise you we're going to have a lot of fun. Shelton's cleared out defenders faster than a teenager clears his search history on his web Holy browser. smokes. Yeah. That's right, Mark Sanchez. One more time for the road. Toby Shelton's cleared out defenders faster than a teenager clears his search history on his web browser. Holy, Holy smokes. Thank you so much. Holy Mark Sanchez, thank you everybody for continuing to join us because I don't know where this thing is going, but I know every day I look forward to it. We're working on this even when we're not doing it, and it's like what I think about all the time. This is this is fun, man. This is as much fun as I've ever had. We're all about growing in centimeters, not inches. Right, dude. One millimeter at a time. Then slice it, bro. Just take small little slices. You can take down anything. That's the rule. And no matter what, remember to make sure you clear your search history on your web browser.